pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Guess what day it is. Joe Reinagle. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minnix. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hump day. Hump day. Here we go. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Hump day. It's a Wemby Wednesday. We'll talk about Clippers <laughs> coming up in a bit. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Menix. As we do every Wednesday, the great Jane Slater from the NFL Network joins us on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Jane, I know you're going to spend Thanksgiving at Jerry World, and he puts out a great spread. I- I'm just curious if green, bake- green bean casserole makes it to your plate. I like green bean casserole. Uh, what I don't like is my grandparents are from, well, they were from Frederick, Maryland, and she used to make oyster casserole. Oh, what? what? God, disgusting. That sounds disgusting. What is oyster casserole exactly? Imagine some slimy little things (laughs) in a casserole dish, and they just loved it. Oh, gosh, so disgusting. Now, I know, you know, after after, uh, spending the day watching the Cowboys uh, beat up on Washington and you get around your family, what's the go-to at the Slater house? My... My mom's going to hate this. And thankfully, she's doing so great this year, guys. Awesome. Yay, she was good. Struggling with terminal cancer. Um, my parents just celebrated 44 years. So they got in their RV. So they're actually going to the Grand Canyon in Sedona, since she's in a bit of a remission right now. Um, but my mom's not a great cook. So <laughs> I wouldn't say there's anything special from my mom. That's why I always, and honestly, I've worked, this will be my 13th, I think, uh, Thanksgiving Day game. So typically Thanksgiving for me is at Jerry's World, and I've talked about this before, the mac and cheese is elite. Uh, It is the best mac and cheese I've ever had. So I look forward to the Jerry spread. Um, But my aunts make a nicely, like, little banana pudding that I really, really enjoy. But, yeah, my mom is – she doesn't have any great dishes. (laughs) Mac mac and cheese – and Jerry does throw a good spread. He's been throwing that for a while now, and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's worth not oh, being. Oh, I mean, home. it is. It is. You feel like you are at a really nice cater event because you know I cover other teams and go to other stadiums. And God bless New Orleans. Uh, uh, that's rough food. Green Bay was rough. There are a couple of <laughs> places, but Jerry. I mean, it is. I'd put it up against some of the restaurants. Now, the question for you, especially, you have that spread pregame. You know, it's the three o'clock mm-hmm. game. And if this game goes the way I expect it to, you know, the second half might be good for a nap. But you can't do that while you're working. 
Oh, I'm already like I have anxiety. I was actually going to go work out after this interview, oh. but I was like, you know, I need to get to bed because I get up at 5 a.m. on game days, uh, and I've got to be at the stadium at seven. So my first live shots at eight in the morning on Good Morning Football, and then I will be there doing post game until about 8:30. So it's a long one. So to your point, you sort of just sit up in the press box and you try not to fall asleep. You watch the noon game, and uh, yeah. It's, it's a long day, and it doesn't really make sense to leave. You guys know this. I live about 30 minutes from the stadium. By the time I left and came back, you know, the traffic, it just doesn't make sense. So sure. I just sit there for three hours, yeah. All right, Jane. Look, I, I know it's Washington. They got beat by the Giants last week, but I don't know what it is about Washington. They always seem to at <laughs> least hang around and give the Cowboys fits. Are you worried at all about tomorrow? Listen, it's hard to uh, think that the commanders will come out on top with this, but to your point, they're the only NFC East team that McCarthy doesn't have a winning record against since coming to Dallas. And so, you know, I would argue that they've got to be really careful uh, with this. They didn't overlook Carolina, although they started out pretty sluggish in that one. Um, And, you know, they kind of overlooked Arizona. They keep saying they're not going to do that again, but – wasn't it RG3 and Colt McCoy who came in here and have upset them? And then last year, I remember heading into – it was the final game of the year. I was on the road for that one, and uh, Sam Howell was his first start. But the Cowboys couldn't move the ball down the field. They had a couple of turnovers. They were really, really physical. A lot of people will talk to you, even though they trade away two of their best players. They're like the 49ers. I mean, it's an ice bag game. It's an iconic matchup. And they're still tough up front. Now, again, the Giants – are a hard litmus test, but uh, they were able to get to DeVito quite a few times, uh, nine sacks in that one. They had five in the first quarter. I don't think you'll see that many sacks uh, against the Cowboys because their offensive line is, you know, finally healthy heading into this one with the exception of J. Ron Kirst. They're healthy across the board heading into this one, but stranger things have happened for the Cowboys when it relates to the commanders. I don't know what it is about that team. Uh, and Ron Rivera is sitting here kind of playing for his job. You know, it's, or I mean, he might already know. He he might be out re- regardless. But when I think about the pressure that you're going to see from the Washington front, and you know, last week, I mean, we even saw you know Zach Martin get beat a couple of times, pretty good, which I didn't think was possible. Terrence Steele still tr- struggling a bit, but Dak in his legs, keeping plays alive, might be the biggest difference we've seen out of Dak Prescott over the last several weeks from the last couple of years to even at the beginning of the season. And he's playing, he even said, some of the best football of his career. Is it because he is getting out of the pocket and using his legs a little bit more either in run plays or to keep plays alive? He's got a new girlfriend. I'm kidding. Uh, he does, though. Dude, he the truth. I mean, you're not kidding. I mean, I no, think maybe, <laughs> maybe there's something to that. Hey, you want to show me a successful man? Show, show me a good woman behind him. Uh, yeah, to your point, since week eight, he's leading the league with 13 passing touchdowns. And to your point, I asked him yesterday when we were up at the star, I said, have you gone to Mike McCarthy and asked to use your legs more? And he said no, uh, which I was kind of shocked by. I thought, if anything, he went to him and said, hey, uh, let me get back to vintage Dak. But it just feels like things are clicking more for them. Now, they've had some interesting matchups in that stretch. But, you know, you could argue the Chargers were a hell of a game. I mean, Chargers are a good team, um, and I thought they played really, really well in that one. The Rams are kind of a show of what they were, but I still think Sean McVay's coach, 
Um, yeah, I just I, – you know, we've gone back. And then playing the way they played against the Eagles. I thought the way they played against the Eagles, although they lost that one, told me a lot about this team and where, where they were getting. And if you talk to Dak, it's like his confidence is, is back. The confidence of CeeDee Lamb is at an all-time high. He feels like he's the guy. And, I mean, when he's getting double and triple coverage, I feel like he's finally coming down with the ball. And then, again, I don't know what to make of Tony Pollard having a big game against Carolina, but – Talking to him this week, he had a megawatt smile, guys. I mean, and CeeDee Lamb sort of talked about this. He said, you know, when they go on the road, they sit together, they watch film together. And for a while, you know, it was CeeDee Lamb waiting for his game. And I had even said to Pollard a couple weeks ago, you know, CeeDee's finally going off. Are you waiting for the big one? You know, is that, do you have anxiety about it this year? And he said, no. He's like, I know it's going to come. But he did say, you know, getting it into the end zone, it felt good to get that adrenaline rush. And you know how it is with some of these running backs. You've got to keep feeding them. And they, they haven't really fed him this year. Uh, in fact, week three was the last time we saw him go for over 70 yards rushing. And we hadn't seen a rushing touchdown from him uh, until week one. And so if they, can, if they can start marrying that passing game, and I'm still waiting. To see, I, mean, I think the real litmus test will be how they perform against the Seattle Seahawks next Thursday, and then they've got the Eagles. So a little bit of a gauntlet here. That's why they need this one so much. Um, but, yeah, I think everything's trending in the right direction. I just, I think I put a little bit of an asterisk next to it, which I know is not fair, but I just put an asterisk next to it because of some of the teams they've been beating up on, right? Yep. No, there's no question, Jane. I mean, I think that's a legit point, and uh, they should beat Washington. So you look at it, and, and you said it. You stay healthy, take care of business this Thursday. Then you've got Seattle, Philly. You've got that gauntlet where you got to travel to Buffalo and Miami. Then you've got the Lions. So December's going to tell the tale <laughs> with this Dallas Cowboys football team. That's why, you know, I put out earlier uh, about the Cowboys are kicking the tires and you know, doing their homework on Shaq Leonard. Here's why I think that one's interesting. I know that it's always, you know, go ahead and, uh, you know, put your name next to Dallas and it just dries up the number. And that's true. I think there's a lot of teams that are looking for a linebacker of Shaq Leonard's caliber. But I was actually talking to another friend that's an insider in the league. And, you know, he's, he's not the same Shaq Leonard. And we've seen the Cowboys roll the dice on some of these players uh, that have a little bit of the injury concern. And I'll tell you, I, I don't believe Leighton's coming back next year. I know he's, like, hopeful, and I know he's working through it. It's just my sense is he's, he's working towards it. But if I had to, to bet, I don't think uh, he's going to be back next season. And so when I look at that, them doing these deals with, like, the Seth Gilmores and the Brandon Cooks, I could see them making an appeal to Shaq about the desire to come to Dallas. And a lot of guys want to play in Dallas right now. But I think that that would really help bolster that side, that bolster that side of the defense. And so as much as I normally say, ah, take this with a grain of salt, I think this one's a little interesting and something I'm sort of keeping an eye on um, because I do think that you're going to need him. I mean, think some of those teams that you're going to be matching up against in December, that's why I think this Shaq Leonard thing is kind of interesting to me. Well, I think interesting too because – he and Gilmore were, were teammates there in Indianapolis, reportedly were, were close friends. I wonder how much that would influence him if he is weighing offers between, say, Dallas and Philadelphia. Man, you just you sit there and wonder how can Philadelphia keep affording all these players, right? I mean, Howie Roseman, they always say, like, oh, you got to pay all these people. And that's why I think, obviously, I think they're going to draft a linebacker next year, but you do want veteran linebackers in there. 
that's why I think that they can make a really compelling case uh, to Shaq Leonard about coming to Dallas. So that's why I'm like, you know, I've heard people go, oh, he's going to go to the 49ers. He's gonna be, uh, possibly. But I think this is one that I think is very interesting. And I don't have any inside intel. It's just my, my sense on it is if you kind of follow the tea leaves, this would be one I would pursue if I was Dallas. I agree with that. Yeah, Jane Slater from the NFL Network, bright and early tomorrow while you wake up. She's going to be at the stadium uh, doing live shots, so make sure you watch her there on the NFL Network. And, Jane, skip the workout tonight. It, it, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think I'm just going to set the reset button on Friday, guys. There you go. Good for you. There you go. Make sure you follow Jane <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> at Slater NFL. Jane, happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate the time. Thankful for you guys. I appreciate it. Good Thanks, stuff. Jane. Jane Slater from the NFL Network on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.